Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Diet Coach, and you're on ACG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, and thanks for being here today on the show, and I have an interesting topic that I've actually touched on probably several times in different conversations or different shows, but never really talked about it in detail, and I really kind of thought about it today. I thought, you know, this is something that it's really a big deal, and I don't think people really understand how big of a deal it is or how big of an impact it can have on your success or failure when it comes to the HD diet protocol. So I wanted to kind of cover this, and you're probably wondering, like, what the heck am I talking about? And I know that in my email, said, you know, 67% of the people, uh, why 67% of the people won't reach their weight loss goal? Um, and it's more of the fact that why they won't reach their ideal weight loss goal. And, you know, we know that uh, if you do this protocol correctly, you'll lose weight. I mean, it, it has been proven over and over and over again. And before I go any further, I always want to make sure that you guys can hear me. You know, I learned my lesson a long time ago as I talked for about 30 minutes and started getting phone calls about, on my phone telling me they couldn't hear me. So if you can hear me, press 1 on your phone. That will put your hand up and, and, and puts up like a big yellow sign lets me know that you can hear me. And then uh, that lets me know that audio, everything is cool. So I see some going up here. Great, great. Okay. And now push it again and put your hand down. Otherwise, you'll be on the line for questions at the end. <laughs> so put them down and uh, we'll come back later. Also, I made this 90-minute show because last week we ran out of time. There were a lot of Q&A questions that I didn't get to. So I wanted to give you some extra time for those of you that may be back this week to ask those questions um, or just chime in and, and give some feedback. Before I go further, though, I do want to give a shout out to a young lady that called me this week and really was, my, i say, my call of the week because um, it really put a smile on my face and her name is Diane Taney, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but um, she just called me out of the blue to tell me um, and actually to share with me her story and to thank me because she said that um, she had used these podcasts um, to help her reach her goal. And every time she did a, a round, she literally listened to every single one of them from beginning to end, 
and you know started off walking a mile and by the time she would be you know done you know the protocols was up to four miles and uh and then she lost she told me that she lost a staggering hundred and nine pounds she went from two hundred and forty five pounds to hundred and thirty six pounds and sent me her before and after picture and it is absolutely amazing <laughs> looks like a completely different person and I just wanted to give a shout out and thank her for that call and thank her for sharing. Uh, and just because she just called and just let me know, you know, and she goes, I know sometimes you may not know that people, you actually really have made a difference in someone's life, and I just wanted to call you and tell you that. And I got to tell you that those calls mean everything to me. Emails mean everything to me um, when people uh, let us know that we are helping. Um, but it also lets me, you know, lets me know how really, um, how popular this, this radio show is, or at least the podcast version of this, because I've gotten people from all over the world tell me they've been listening on the train from, you know, from there to Amsterdam and, you know, and from New York. And, and I kind of go, wow, you know, I mean, that's just, that's pretty cool. But I wanted to first congratulate uh, Diane, number one, because the, the accomplishment she made was phenomenal. Um, at, you know, that's a really big journey, and, I, and the pictures are amazing. I'm going to um, post them. I've been waiting for her little um, story to, for her to send to me. I'm going to post that on the site. And I also told her I'm going to probably have her on the show and have her share her, share her journey because she was very positive and upbeat um, and really had kind of a just a unique way of looking at the challenges that came that, that she was faced with, with and you know I get I get inspiration from from people every day, and uh, and she definitely was inspiring to me just the way that she handled herself and the way she the way she looked at life, and and I and I thought that you know that'd be very cool to share that story. So I told her that I'd probably be calling her one day soon and have her on the show, just so you guys know that there's real life people out there that um you know that, that have made some huge changes in their life and look completely different, feel completely different, um, are healthy um, from being sick or having to take pills that they've been, you know, 10, 12 pills at a time, you know, to being on none. I mean, this is pretty amazing stuff. So I wanted to talk about that and at least give a shout-out because I really, really, it just made my day, and I just thought I would say a little I know, I know that she will listen to this at some point in time, <laughs> uh, even, even though she, I think her journey is done. I mean, she looks pretty darn thin, 136 pounds, um, but I know she, she's a fan, so hopefully she'll, she'll get this uh, sincere shout-out and thank you. So with that said, I'm going back to my topic of why – so many people are missing the boat. And when I, and when I was, when I was saying before I get a shout out was that it's not that the people are not losing weight. Um, but you know, most people, almost everyone will lose weight on this protocol if followed. However, I'm talking about getting to their ideal weight or reaching their goal or not short, not stopping short and then gaining the, gaining the weight back, whatever, whatever that is that derails us from getting to the ideal body that, that we were designed to have. And that's what I really love about this protocol because, you know, we're talking about the theme of the, of the month and it's probably the theme of the year. It's possible, but people don't realize that, um, you know, there is no we, – we have our own limitations. And, and every time I talk to somebody on the phone, and either the private coaching or just the call to how this protocol works, and I always ask them, so where do you want to be? Well, you know, what's your goal weight? And they go, oh, you know, they go, I just want to you know, get either have like my original goal, get back in my clothes, or I would love to be such such a weight. And I ask the question, I go, what was the weight you were at the very best shape in your life? And I don't care if you were, you know, 17 or, you know, 26, whatever whatever that number is, what is that number? And they immediately go, oh, no, that was, I was just into, I, you know, I was an athlete, I was too skinny, or I was, you know, whatever, I was before I had kids. And they completely discount the possibility of um, getting to, 
that place they were and being in the best shape of their lives. And when you look at this picture of Diane, you go, oh, my God. I mean, this this woman looks like two different people. I mean, she weighs 136 pounds, and she's not, and she's tall. So I'm thinking that she's probably like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so she looks really, really thin. And uh, the thing is that, you know, obviously in her mind that possibility existed. And so I want to let you know that, that if, you're, if you're attempting this protocol, you've been on this protocol, you failed at this protocol, or you're, you're, you know, you're in it to win it, whatever the case may be, that this is the only thing I've ever seen that literally will allow you to take your body back to its natural weight set point. And this is what I'm leading into this conversation that, the mistake people are making that I'm going to talk about here in a second is is basically causing them to fall short from them getting that ideal um, shape or that ideal weight. And what I mean by ideal weight is that your body is your body was given a natural weight set point that you were supposed to be at at birth. And we all have it. We all have a natural weight set point that was given to us, and um, and somehow we kind of mess that up along the way or sometimes you know hormonally you know children that are that are you know you know um obese as children they still have their own natural weight set point and some go some end up going and and not not shifting and end up being obese adults and then you have some that that um you know they grow out of it and they basically change their eating habits and i tell you my stepson ryan who was you know i want to say he was brutalized but he was a very chubby chubby she was kind of short and chubby kid from jump. I mean, uh, you know, his mom will tell you, my, my wife will tell you that, you know, he was a huge baby and he just had rolled all over. But even when I met Jamie, he was probably nine, um, maybe nine or so, and he was still a, just a chubby, chubby kid and got ridiculed in school. And uh, you kind of looked and he was kind of, and, and he ate, he ate a lot, <laughs> you know, um, but to look at him today at six foot three, he's a water polo player, completely ripped and shredded, that you would not think that that, that, that kid would have turned out to be, you know, anything but obese. And uh, and he is living into his natural weight set point. He was going to, he was, his dad was tall, so he was, he grew into his body. He changed his diet. He literally changed his diet when he got into athletics um, and started eating clean. And, and once he saw himself losing weight, it became such a, you know, he just kind of got caught up into it. And, and today you look at the kid and I'm telling you, he's completely shredded. Um, I'm sure you can see him on my Facebook page. Uh, my stepson, Ryan, he's a water polo player at Arizona State. And he is uh he is <laughs> he's a specimen, and that just goes to show you that you're not cursed by your genes, and, and no one can predispose anything on you because if you know we all. Kind of, Janie was the only one that said, "I know he'll grow out of it." I mean, because his dad was the same way, um, but the rest of us were like, "Man, you yeah, maybe you should be eating that, buddy." At the, you know, you kind of you, you kind of you know maybe that's not you. We were we were second guessing it and kind of labeling him, uh, and I just kind of want to share that story because a lot of people kind of get stuck in that. So anyway. Without further ado, the, the, the big secret is what do you think is more important um, when you're on the protocol, um, the scale or the tape measure? And this is where most people make the mistake. When Dr. Simeon put his, his uh, manuscript together, he didn't call it the HCG diet. He called it pounds and inches. And the reason why he called it pounds and inches is because his discovery, to his own amazement, that people were losing almost as equal in inches as they were in pounds. And not it didn't always come together at the same exact time, but when you averaged out over at the end of their protocol that their inches and pound loss were very, very close in numbers and that people have a tendency 
to focus only on the pounds and not the inches. I think one of the reasons why the FDA is going after the homeopathic um, HCG uh, industry, number one, because it's it's more of a consumer product that people can, people can actually buy it in the stores. So that's where they're you know they're they're kind of coming after them, and the fact that the claims it's the claims that you know the you know the two to three pounds a day of weight loss and 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 it, and it, and, it, and we kind of touched on this a little bit I think on the previous show that it sounds outrageous they don't they believe the claims are outrageous uh and so what happens is is that this number gets gets thrown around and and in, I, and even though i I have to say that I believe in some cases that it's actually accurate, but the point is is that people get stuck with these numbers, they get stuck in their head with these numbers, and all of a sudden they start judging how well they're doing based on them living up to these these hypothetical numbers that doesn't seem to be the average number for most people um and that's really what they're going after. They're kind of going after the verbiage. So really, it's not about. The, I got to tell you that you know I'm not a big fan of the FDA. I don't. The FDA. When have you really thought that FDA really cared about the quality of a product on the market? If that was the case, we wouldn't have half of the drugs and and over the counter over the counter drugs we have on, on pharmaceuticals and over the counter drugs on the market today. I don't believe they really care about the health and safety of of, of, of the American people. I think they care about basically making money. But what they do seem to come down on is things that put pressure on an industry and whoever has the biggest amount of money. So if you're looking at a product, per se, and you're looking at it on the shelf and you're in the weight loss section and one says lose weight fast and one says lose one to two pounds a day, which one are you going to choose? One to two pounds a day, people can count in their head mathematically go, oh, my God, in 30 days I'd be down 30 pounds, or in 60 days I'd be down 60 pounds, or 100 days I'd be down 100 pounds, or 200 pounds. I mean, that is an un, un, unfair advantage. So basically I think they got a lot of heat from the other weight loss products in the marketplace saying that these claims are outlandish, are not safe. We know that you know medical doctors say that you shouldn't lose more than two pounds a week. They're claiming two pounds a day. You know, that's unhealthy. And the fact that you're making you eat a five, you know, a low calorie, a five hundred calorie diet that's unhealthy, this is a dangerous product. Now, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that, you know, it could it be a dangerous product? I believe if you don't have real ACG in your system and you're taking taking something eating 500 calories a day that's not releasing your stored fat in order to feed your body, could it be dangerous? Yes. Um, am I gonna, you know, that's just my opinion on that. And the claims of, of the claims in normally I would say are outrageous, except the fact that we I live it and I see it every day. But this is where some you know some of the best things about something that makes it great can also be its biggest adversary. Um, the two-pound thing, let's say the one and two-pound claims of the AC diet protocol, as accurate or as inaccurate as it may be for some people, is one of the biggest problems that cause people to prematurely quit this protocol um, and, and, and derail themselves. And most of the people, that's why I gave you the number about 67%, because I did, I did basically calculations of most people that I ask, you know, when I'm coaching them or I'm trying to, um, you know, do my doctor house thing on them and basically diagnose what's going wrong in their protocol, um, I ask them, you know, I ask them what they're eating and what their diet looks like, what their exercise looks like, what their water intake looks like. Do you take measurements and and I want to tell you that it's, it's more than seventy percent. Go, oh no, I didn't take any measurements. You know, I just didn't. What you know, I didn't take any measurements. And and I'm thinking, okay, well, from jump, 
you know, what you think about it, any, every, any weight loss protocol or weight you know, think about any weight loss clinic you go into, um, what is the first thing that they do when you walk into the clinic? They take your stats, they ask you your medical history, they put you on a scale, and they take your, your body measurements. The reason for that is because they want to know if you're losing pounds and, inch, and inches and where you're losing more inches in one area than the other. Now, granted, on a conventional diet, people will lose larger amounts of inches in one area where they're carrying the most adipose than others, and why I think the ACG diet is so superior to that because you're, you're usually shrinking evenly and losing inches from all over your body. I mean, everywhere you couldn't imagine what you think you're holding, you know, holding, holding uh, uh, fat. And that's why you see some people that carry, that have, you know, their lower extremities have more fat than their upper extremities. Um, you know, talking about the emaciated lady where you have people that have really big thighs and ankles and calves and, and, uh, and uh, buttockses, but they're kind of thin on top, you know, that pear-shaped body. And then you have other people that are, you know, the other way around, where we go, I say like the Tasmanian devil body, where you're a bit heavier on top and then skinny at the bottom. Well, this is the only protocol that actually addresses losing inches all over your body at the same time, which is really, I think, the reason why it has, you know, um, lower percentage of loose skin after you lose, you lose weight. People transform um, quickly, they look healthier because they're not losing weight in large pockets and areas and, and not losing in others, okay? This measurement system here that was designed in the in, – and I do think that, you know, even though Dr. Simeons did not put that in his protocol as a prerequisite, I think Kevin Trudeau – uh, did do a good job about making sure that you that you that this was a part of the protocol. It's something we put in our book, and I talk about all the time is that you know you got to measure, you take your measurements before you start, and it just 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 important is weighing yourself. What I find that there's two dichotomies going on with women. It seems to become uh, there becomes this uh, unhealthy addiction to the scale, where where they're watching the scale every day. And depending on how that scale moves, depends, it can literally shift their mood, shift how their day is going, shift how well they perform on the, on the protocol, how well they eat based on what they see in front of them. And with men, on the other hand, they don't take measurements because they think it's silly. What's the point? Why do I care what my measurements are? All I care about is I lose weight and get this belly off. Well, men are the biggest culprits of not measuring themselves. I don't know if it's a machismo thing or they just don't want, you know, they don't think about it. Uh, but most people in general, male and women, don't want to know. They don't want to know because, you know, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why because I know from personal experience. You can, and I'll speak from a man's point of view, I can buy a pair of pants and have those pants be three or four inches smaller than my actual waist size depending on where we wear them. Now, come on, when I had a big belly, I wore my pants below my belly. At first, I wore them. You know, I used to be. I used to wear them kind of above my belly button. And I tell you that we have that trick where we just keep raising our pants up higher to make our waist look like it's not really expanding. But then you get to a point where that doesn't work. You get so uncomfortable, or you have to buy bigger and bigger and bigger pants. And you, I know you've seen some men walk around that really big bend their pants. Their pants still are above their belly button, but that is huge waist. Or you'll see the complete opposite where the men wear their pants below their belly, and the belly hangs over. Uh, hangs over. So if, in fact, you had to take a tape measure and take it around their entire waist and you measure about one inch above your belly button is where you're, is the spot where you're supposed to technically where you measure your waist, they would have 50, you know, 45, 50, 37, 60-inch waistlines, okay? No one really wants to see that number. 
Uh, I think that goes the same with, with women. No one really wants to deal with the, the actual, what the measurements are because they're hard to deal with. Um, you know, one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest uh, things people, people tell you that, I go, did you weigh yourself? And no, I don't want to know the number. Well, <laughs> again, it's like I don't want. I, I just can't see. I don't. I don't want to know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to find out what the number is. I mean, this is, these are actual answers, and I'm sure some of you on the call have made that same remark. But the thing is, you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you're coming from. You cannot. I mean, it's like data in and data out. It's either garbage in or garbage out. If you don't take measure, body weight measurements or body measurements, all, all the major parts of your body, including your neck, your chest, and breast area for men and women your um, right or left uh, bicep, depending on um, your, if you're right or left-handed, your waist, your hips, your lower waist, that so means above your, above your um, belly button and then right below your, uh, right, right below your, your pubic area, right above your pubic area, your hips and your right thigh and right calf or left, left thigh and left calf, depending if you're, you know, left hand or right hand, because people do compensate from one side or the other, depending on which one, which hand you're right with. Um, and that kind of gives you an overall, um, that kind of tells you, that kind of gives you, covers every part of the body where you're going to be shrinking, okay? And this is, this is the big mistake. Because you don't take measurements you're, and rely on the scale, the scale lies. And the scale lies can lie dramatically, um, which without necessarily having a dietary error, and with women it could be just a fluctuation of, you know, that time of the month, or your water intake, because women and men we kind of distribute water through our bodies differently. Women have more fat cells. Water kind of shifts around um, before it exits, exits the body, which means it can show up on the scale in different, in different ways and in different weights. And to give you an example of how dramatic water weight can be, um, I'll, I'll give you an example that uh, Jane and I went to Cancun for Christmas. We spent Christmas in Cancun. And our diet is, as you guys know, it's pretty much a low-carb diet. I mean, we don't really eat a lot of refined sugar. You know, we, we were very selective about the alcohol we drink when we drink it, and we basically kind of eat a very relatively healthy diet in most cases. I mean, we're not fanatics by any stretch of the imagination, uh, and we do indulge, but we're just kind of paper conscious. And I, and I think we're probably more conscious because we live in a world where we're talking about this every day. We kind of, I believe that you've got to have integrity. you got to live, live in live you know walk your talk if you will um but we go on vacation we go on vacation and and i and i guys if you guys have listened to my podcast before you know that the number one thing we put in our throw in our suitcase before we go anywhere is our scale because that lets us know how we're doing um but i'm going to tell you this so it lets you know how you're doing um and it also allows you to kind of check in with yourself so you just don't come back 10 days later or whatever a week later or however long you're on vacation just completely shocked at how much weight you gained so being able to check your own scale is your accurate barometer because obviously you know the you know the thing about going to the doctor. You can weigh yourself at home that morning. You have nothing from the time you leave, weigh yourself, get in the car to drive to the doctor's office and get on the doctor's scale, and somehow you're seven pounds heavier than you were when you left on your scale. So everybody's personal scale is, is a valuable tool because that's the only one that's going to tell you your truth and that only to a point, okay, your truth. So – I don't know if you know anything about carb cycling or what happens to the body, when, what happens to people with, who relatively stay on a, on a moderately low-carb diet, what happens to them when they actually start consuming carbs. Um, so 
So Jay and I travel, and we and and even though we're you know we are di- we are different sexes, we we don't have any you know we're, we're different people. We all we both experience the same thing when we travel, and it seems like especially to the Caribbean, any part of the Caribbean, but within a couple of days of being there, we start to swell. And I thought, well, is it the air flight, or is it the is it the humidity? Is it what is it? Because you know, maybe it happened to us in Jamaica. It happened to us in Hawaii. It happened to us. You know, all the places we go. You know, we seek for we seek for turquoise water. So wherever we go, it's usually some kind of tropical thing. And we get this swelling, and we couldn't. And it's usually within two to three days of us being on vacation. And um, this time we went on vacation in the middle of the winter, and and even though it was nice and warm in in Cancun, it wasn't relatively humid. And I, you know, bought my scale and. Within two days or three days of us eating, you know, like I said, we, even though we choose our poisons, we we add our desserts and we like we're on vacation. We don't sit there and go, you know, what we're gonna be miserable. But we we try to be moderate. We always exercise. We're always running, you know, running or or in there using their gym. But the point is, we still gonna, we still gonna enjoy ourselves. I have my cocktails. I have my pina coladas. I knock myself out, and I also try and compensate with exercise. But within two or three days, I got on the scale and I was up nine pounds. In less than 72 hours, I was up nine pounds. Now, the educated mind, because I've been doing this for a while and I do a lot of reading, a lot of research, I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? And the swelling started happening again. The hands were swelling. My feet were swelling. I mean, I just felt like one big water ball, <laughs> okay? And I was like, obviously, my, I looked at the scale and my mouth dropped, and I'm like, this is crazy. There's no flipping way I've gained nine pounds in less than 72 hours. But this is how intense water, when your body does not, when your body's not used to carbohydrates and you start taking in carbohydrates and processed sugars and sugars in general, even, you know, high fruit sugars, um, your body will ta- take on a lot of water. And it's actually, it actually is replenishing your your muscles with, the, you know, the much depleted, you know, water that it needs, but it can get pretty excessive. If you're not aware of that, it could freak somebody really out. I mean, freak them out to the point where they think there's something seriously wrong, <laughs> seriously wrong. Um, and within a, within a few more days, we were there a total of nine days. So within, I was pretty miserable for about, uh, when I say miserable because of the swelling in my hands and my feet, I was pretty miserable for about two more days, two or three more days, and then it finally started to go away and the water dissipated and the scale went back to normal. And I, and I was probably up a pound or so. Um but I, I make I tell you that story because of the fact that things like this happen even while we're on protocol, and it's not from taking in carbs necessarily, but it can it can literally happen from just not and not dramat, not that dramatically, but it can happen from um, not taking enough water, having protein edema. You guys talk you heard me talk about how important protein is, and if your body is lacking protein, if it's not getting enough protein. It, it has it has suffers from what's called edema, which is water in the body. It's fluid in the body, and that fluid can increase the scale by two, three, sometimes four pounds. So people, I've seen people completely quit this diet, tell, tell themselves it's not working, or get frustrated um, and go, you know what, this is just not working for me, or put themselves in such emotional distress because the scale will not move in the direction that they wanted to, and so they think that somehow the industry has lied to them, or that the diet doesn't, the protocol doesn't work. And so I want to, I wanted to bring this to the forefront because it's really important. If you happen to be one of those people that are in, in that spot right now, or you come across this, 
I hope my voice will ring in your ear and let you know that you know what, you know, you can the edema aspect or the water gain, the water weight gain, the scale shifting, is not your god. On this protocol, if you go by scale alone, you will inevitably come across a stall where your weight will not go anywhere. You will inevitably have gains that make no sense to you or could be directly in direct correlation to you making a dietary error. But the point is, is that if you go by the scale alone, it's not only will it be emotionally emotional roller coaster for you, not only will it cause you a great deal of stress, um, and in most and in a lot of cases, in a high percentage of cases, it can derail you from reaching your final your final destination, your final goal, because of the fact that you either get too frustrated or you talk yourself into believing it's not working. And it's amazing what people do when they try to talk themselves into derailing themselves. They have a big, they, you know, all you need is agreement, and the scale can give you agreement pretty easily. A couple of days of not moving, or a couple of days of you gaining weight, and you're not doing, you're not cheating. So, you know, you know, you're you're, you're actually the the most anal person on the planet, and you're following it to the letter. Um, you also use the people that actually <laughs> the protocol tends to give them problems because we've already figured out unless you are following it, well, it depends on what protocol you're following to the letter. Um, you may not be getting enough protein, and and you can suffer from edema. So. I bring this to the forefront because these are stories that, that have, things that have happened, true stories that have happened. I had one lady that had that was literally in a stall for nine days, not making any dietary errors. Um, it, it was kind of, and, I, and I'm trying to remember because there's several of them, but it could have been around a um, around a uh, you know that time of the month thing where it came and went, you know. So her cycle came and went, but she still did not. The scale would not move. It didn't matter if she did apple days or whatever. She'd drop a half a pound, and then that half pound would come right back, or she'd drop a pound. And she was doing everything, forcing her, trying to force her body to, to move, and it wasn't moving. And she called distress saying that, you know what, I don't know I'm doing wrong, or it's just not working for me. I've done everything. I'm just about ready to quit because it's just not worth it. And we had this whole story about, you know, what's going on, which, is, which I understood her frustration um, so we basically talked about all the different things that could be going on, and, and, I, and, I, and I always tell women, especially if it's cycle time, let your body do what it's going to do. Don't try and force it or fight it. Your body's already under, under enough stress by its own cleansing process, and, you, and if you just be in peace with it and let it do what it's going to do, as long as you're eating clean and following the protocol, it will correct itself and it'll be fine. The more stress you put on yourself to make your scale bend to your will, um, you're, you're going to have a problem. So my question to the person I was talking to, I said, have you taken your measurements lately? She said, you know, I took my measurements, you know, maybe 10 days ago, but I really haven't taken them and I didn't think about it. And I said, do me a favor, take your measurements and then call me back tomorrow and let's see what will happen. Well, she called me back and she said, well, you know, funny, but I've I've lost like 11 inches in the last, 10 days or whatever, the last 11 days, I lost 11 inches, but I haven't lost any weight. And I'm like going, well, inches are, 11 inches is a lot of inches. I mean, that's a lot of inches. And she goes, yeah, well, it is a lot of inches, huh? but well, I haven't lost any weight. And it took me a while for, for me to impact on her that you don't realize 11 inches, you know, be honest with me, if, if I ask a question, I say, really would it matter how much the scale said you weighed if you could put on the dress 
that you wanted to put on or you looked the way you looked in the mirror? Would it matter to you how, what the scale said? And she had to think about it for a second, and she's like, what do you mean? So you mean whatever size I wanted to be, I could get into it, and the scale said whatever. I said, yeah. I said, would it matter to you? In other words, if you looked in the mirror and you looked the way you wanted to look, and you could wear what you wanted to wear, and you, and you fit into it and you felt fantastic, would you care what the scale said? And she said, well, I guess not. I guess not. I said, well, that's what 11 inches is. This is called pounds and inches for a reason. Bottom line is, is that your body is going to lose either pounds or inches or both at the same time, or it may lose it in stages. So there's the probability of you losing two, three, four pounds in a day coming up here, in, coming up really soon, is really high because of the fact your body's been stalling, but your but your your, your scale's been stalling, but your body is still have been has been losing inches, which means it's still releasing fat. It's just not showing up on the scale. Um, true to true to true to source that basically she did end up dropping three pounds in a day, a couple of days, literally like a couple of days later. Now. Is it ironic, or you know, maybe because probably she get let let the stress off, let the stress go, and and the body released the weight. But the moral of the story is, bottom line is, is that that this is called pounds and inches for a reason, and that you have to understand that without you having the right data and all of the data, um, you're not really accurate, accurately um, determining how well you are performing on this on this protocol. And so that's why taking measurements, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, is absolutely crucial for your success. Because, you know, bodybuilders don't care if they weigh 280 pounds, if they're 280 pounds of muscle, but you look at them and they have a 26-inch waist and a 56-inch chest, and they look like Adonis, they don't care what the scale says. Bottom line is they're going for they're going for the, a look, and they want to have as much muscle as possible. Muscle weighs more than fat. So I want you guys to stop having this unhealthy relationship with the, the scale that you may be having. If you are, you'll know who you are. And if you're not, you won't start to have one. And I want you to, to, to and if you haven't taken measurements since you've been on the protocol and you're on it, I don't care if you're on day 25, Take them today or take them first thing in the morning tomorrow because you need to have a barometer of how much fat your body is losing and where it's losing it. And you'll be surprised that that when you check all the components of your body that you have probably lost inches and you will have lost inches in every aspect of your, of your measurement and some numbers will be bigger than others. Usually for women, it's, you know, the, the breast area drops down fast. Um, with men, the waist area drops down fast. With, with women, the hips drop. You know, so you'll have bigger numbers in your hips and your breasts, and men will have bigger numbers in their waist um, than than you will on the other parts of your body. But you will lose massive inches on this protocol. And by when all said and done, um, it's not exact numbers, but if you've lost 60 pounds, there's a good chance you've lost anywhere, anywhere between 45 and 65 total inches off your body. And that's adding up all the inches from every area. So I know it sounds like, well, 60 inches, that's like, where would that be? It's not just in your waist, obviously, but, <laughs> but um, it's all over your body. So this is a very important conversation that I don't think anyone really has had, and I wanted to make sure I brought this up. And like I said, I tell you, I don't know what I'm going to talk about until it comes to me um, or until a phone conversation sparks, a con you know, sparks, well, you know, I should talk about this. But I realized that 
I've had, you know, the people that I've, that I've lost along the way that were either, you know, they were either, co- I was either coaching them or, or they were on the protocol checking in on a regular basis. When people get silent or they disappear, it's usually a pretty good sign that, you know, that they're, they're you know, they're, they're off the protocol. It's kind of like, you know, I, I know I make these, these drug analogies all the time, but, you know, somebody who, you know, who had a history with drugs, I, I do that because they make sense to me. But it's like usually if you have somebody, if you're a sponsor and somebody, that one of your one of your sponsorees or, um, or, you know, one of the people you're sponsoring um, is checking on a regular basis and all of a sudden they kind of get silent or disappear, um, it's a pretty good chance that they're probably off the wagon and they're probably you know, actively indulging in whatever it is is they're indulging. Um, it happens the same thing with people in weight loss. I think I think I think that you know food addiction and drug addiction are very similar, and people and the behaviors are very similar. And so usually when people kind of fall out of touch, and I'll send them a text or an email and say, "Hey, are you doing it all right?" and I don't care back from them, then I know that they've taken another path and they're probably beating the shit out of themselves about what they're doing or how they're doing it. And um, my job is just to send them love and and. Uh, and know that, and hoping that they'll they'll find their way back to wherever they, wherever it is they're supposed to be. So, the reason why I want you guys to really take the the pounds and inches aspect of this protocol seriously, regardless if you're doing Simeon's or H Body for Life or any of the other ones out there, um, it's really important that you follow the steps, all of the steps. It's like doing something 90% is going to, you know, it doesn't necessarily gonna mean you're going to get 90% of the results. You may only get 20% of the results because sometimes the one missing thing you do could be, have, could carry more weight than any other thing. Um, and this protocol is very specific about things that are very important. And that's obviously the food choices are very important. The water intake is very important. The ACG is very important. Uh, ACG by itself really is an inactive compound as far as weight loss is concerned unless you, unless you combine it with the combinations of a low-calorie diet, certain foods, and, and the right protein intake and the right, right water intake. Otherwise, you can get skewed results. Hence, the one to two pounds a day, for some people, that is their reality. And uh, I have people that experience it. I've personally experienced it um, in my protocols where I was losing one to two and three pounds a day sometimes. Now, they wasn't every single day, no. But when you average out the numbers, it really always, it always when, you know, I had some great days where it was like, oh, four pounds, that's crazy. And then you have days where you had a half a pound. So when you average it all out at the end of the day, you know, I, I think my highest numbers was like, was like one and three quarter pound average, you know, but, you know, some people that are heavier than, than me can literally do do two pounds a day and average two pounds a day because they have a lot of a lot of fat to lose. So it isn't that the number is impossible, but I don't want you to focus on these two things. I don't want you to focus. I'm not losing a pound a day, therefore it's not working for me, um, because I can tell you that most women, um, unless you have a lot of muscle mass, will not lose two pounds a day. Oh, yeah, a lot of muscle mass or a lot of body fat. You will not lose that kind of numbers. Women literally average half a pound, three quarters of a pound a day, and some do some do extremely better. Well, some some do a lot higher than that because they just have a lot higher output as far as their activity levels are concerned. But on average, we're talking about the average woman that has done this protocol will average about three quarters of a pound a day. Um, men will average anywhere from one to one and a half pounds, one and a quarter pound, three quarters. Let's say three quarters to one and a quarter pounds a day, um, depending on their muscle, their muscle mass and, uh, and their activity level. Um, and people can get higher numbers than that. But using that as your, as your level of success 
and using that in conjunction with a scale alone is a recipe for disaster because at some point you're going to hit the wall. And it all depends on how big your resolve is because most, a lot of people don't make it past that wall. That is usually when the mind starts having playing tricks on you. You start having conversations about, well, I might as well have some ice cream. I'm not losing weight anyway. And I understand the conversation. I've had the same conversations. I mean, so I'm not talking out of my ass here. I know that we all have these these conversations because we, we, we are our best salesmen to ourselves when it comes to derailing ourselves. But it's like, and I know it doesn't make any sense. Um, I've had all this success, but now I'm having this, this slight obstacle but this obstacle is enough for me to go, you know what, screw it. Who cares if I lost 30 pounds? I'm, you know, it's not working now, so I'm not getting instant gratification now, so I might as well go and eat something and then, and then, then just not even eat something and then own up to it and move on, but eat something and go, oh, okay, well, screw it, and then throw the, you know, like I said, throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't know if you guys ever saw a video of mine I did where I was doing it. I was on a protocol, and I had my grandson at the time, I think it was two, and, I was watching him, and we were hanging out, and and he, of course, my, you know, his mom or or Jane or somebody put out some chips for him to eat, and he was just munching on the chips, and I was sitting there talking to him and playing with him, and just like knee-jerk reaction, I even forgot where I was, forgot what I was doing. I just started picking up the chips and started eating the chips, and it freaking slammed my weight loss stalled me instantly the next day I was freaking um, stalled. Over. I think I even gained a pound or two, and I was like, and I did a video log about it. I was like, you know what? Hey, I cheated, and I, I freaking ate these chips. I wasn't thinking, it was, and I gained this weight. I gained this weight now, and now I'm going to go to the gym and, and freaking bust my ass to get the weight off, you know, and uh, get on the treadmill and get the weight off. But the thing is, that's, that was the choice I made not to go, well, I just screwed the whole thing up, so I might as well just quit and start over again some other time. Um, and that's what happens when you literally pay attention to the scale alone because – those chips probably didn't make a difference in how many inches I lost for that week. But I saw the scale. I saw the stall. I immediately started, you know, thinking I just screwed up. And instead of beating the crap out of myself, I decided to blog about it or video log it and talk about it because I knew someone else had probably made the same mistake or would make the same mistake. So what's the moral of the story? Bottom line is that scale plus tape measure plus protocol plus ACG equals success. You miss out on one of those components, you don't get on the scale every day, or you don't use the tape measure, and you don't use both of them as an overall barometer of how well you're doing, then you're probably do two things are going to happen. Number one, you're probably not going to reach your ideal weight um, because once you get down to um, your other level of resistance, and I'll clarify what that means real quick, is that we all have weight set points that our body remembers. As we got heavier, we were at we stayed at certain weights for a period of time, and then we gained weight and went to another level and stayed there for a period of time until we ended up where we're at today. Well, when you think about reversing that time that time we call that timeline, if you had a camera of your life that was filming all of the time that you gained the weight and the different plateaus that you were on over the years, and you started playing it backwards there would be certain times where certain, or certain weight set points your body has hit um, before you, you, know, you got to where you're at. So in the reverse process, as you're losing weight, your body remembers those levels of resistance, and that is in most cases the reason why 
you'll come across a stall. And some, it's, sometimes it's not a, if you know it's not a dietary error or a plateau, if you know it's not a dietary error, you know you're following the protocol and you know you, you've got all the right information, you're getting all the right proteins and what have you, just know that look at that number and sink back and, and connect that number to a time. And I'm telling you that, you know, as sure as I'm sitting here, you'll go, oh, well, crap, you know, I, yeah, I've been here before. And your body remembers it. So it takes a little bit of time to push through that. And the only thing that can push through that weight set point is patience and consistency. You have to continue to keep doing what you're doing that's gotten you there in the first place. You don't, that's not when you stop and go, I'm going to try something new. Biggest mistake most people know, well, you know, I'm going to change the way I, I'm going to change what, what I'm eating now. I'm going to change how I'm exercising. I'm going to stop exercising. I'm going to start ex- They start doing something different when they hit that weight set point versus just consistently pushing themselves through it. And all the way down to, to, to where you get to your ideal weight, you're going to have these little levels of resistance. And the reason why this is such an important part of what I'm saying right now is that those levels of resistance that you're going to come across, um, in most cases, until you get to the very last one, and the very last one is your weight set point, your real natural weight set point, most of you that don't hear this information or heed this information will assume that your body, oh, I'm done. I'm, you know, I look good. I'm, hey, I'm down 50 pounds. I look great. I feel great. You know, my clothes fit. I'm in a whole bit better size. And you're still carrying some jelly in the belly, and you're still kind of not really, you know, ideally ecstatic, but you're satisfied or you're comfortable, and that's kind of where you stop. And that's where that's where this whole conversation is is about. It's about hitting those resistances, looking at the scale, thinking, well, the scale's not going anymore. This must be where I'm supposed to be. But you're still looking in the mirror, going, well, you know, I, you know, I can tell I have some body fat on me. I can tell there's just still a still at least 20 pounds. You know, you, you have to, that test is if you, if you can grab, you know. Half inch is pretty much good. That pretty much, you know, you're probably where you need to be. If you're grabbing an inch or two inch when you pinch your fingers on the side of your belly and you can pinch two inches of fat or three inches of fat or more, then you probably know you're not not where you're supposed to be. And I got to tell you, at my leanest weight, I, I couldn't really pinch even a probably, I don't know, not even a quarter of an inch or half an inch of fat off my stomach. Um, so I knew that was pretty much my, I couldn't get any leaner than I was at. Um, but I'm saying that, you know, that's, I, I could have stopped at my, at my uh, first, um, my first set of photos that I did after my start. There's like a, there's my midway photo, um, which I had a kind of a six pack coming through. I mean, you could see that the, that, that my abs were there. I was down a good, what? 30 pounds, um, you know, looking much better than I did. Um, but it still was obviously a far cry from where I could have, where, where I, where I ended up or where I could have gone to. And had I had settled, um, for that, I would have probably, I, I probably would, I don't know if I, I don't know. I think I would have still been, I probably would have been disappointed. I'm, I'm sure now, I, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't be this. I don't know. Because you don't know, you don't know. You know, I got to be honest with you. If I didn't know that I could get to where I got to and I, where I live in, in today, and I, and I probably live, I'd live probably 10 pounds heavier than I, than I, I did, you know, back then. I'd be honest with you. But it's still, I still look lean. I still have a six. And so I go, okay, this is, this is acceptable for me because otherwise I'm, I'm not an athlete. I don't want to live like an athlete. Um, 
But, you know what I'm saying? So if I, I probably wouldn't have been disappointed because I would have known better. But now that I know better, I can't let myself get past a certain point. I can't. It's just like it, it, it freaking haunts me. I, it's just like I can't do it. So I think one of the, 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 the blessing and the curse, and then I'll wind up here and open the lines up for you guys so you, so you have plenty of time to ask questions. The blessing and the curse of the HC diet protocol and HC body for life, it will absolutely give you the body of your life. If you follow it and you take it to the limit, it will absolutely deliver the body of your life. And the curse is, is that every time that you get away from that, every time that you allow yourself to gain a certain weight and you kind of go back to your old habits, the picture of what you look like, and that's why I said before and after pictures are so important. Mine fits here. I have it. <laughs> it's on my notebook. It's here. It's, 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 I sit there and I go, oh, no, I'm not, getting, I'm not leaving there. Um, you get haunted by the fact that now you already know you can do it. You know it's possible. And now you're kind of, now you're pissed at yourself. Now you get mad because now you're like, you know what, I can't. I have to consciously, I have to consciously say I'm going to let that image and that feeling and that level of health that I achieved go away consciously because it was unconscious before. It was unconscious when I got up to 100 and 245 pounds. I didn't think about it. I didn't realize. I, I kind of knew I was gaining weight. I just got bigger. But, you know, you're not just kind of – you're not really every day going, I'm just getting fatter and fatter and fatter, and I'm okay with it. Most people don't. They wake up one day, and they have that what the F moment, and they look and go, what did I do? So when you actually get to this, this level of achievement in your body mass, and you see what your body is meant to look like, it is, that is the blessing and the curse of it. That's the bitter and the sweet of it, that you have to consciously let your body, you have to consciously walk into a world of, of of sugar and starch and unhealthy eating and gaining weight and, and watch the scale go on because I weigh myself every single day of my life, every single day since I started this protocol till today, every single day between there and now, which has been, what, four years, I weigh myself every single day because that keeps me conscious. I know exactly where I'm at. And I know when, I know when I'm, I'm getting a little what I consider sloppy in my mind. And I may have like an unrealistic mind or, or you know, I tell my, my, my wife and I both look at each other and we say, we're a little sick, you know, because we kind of go, you know what, someone else can look at you and say, dude, what's your problem? But we, we know. And so for me, there's a, certain, there's a certain level of leanness that I know that I can be and I know that I'm getting by with. And they may not look any different in pictures to, to the naked eye to somebody else, but when, when you're living in your own integrity and you know what you look like in the mirror or you know the tape measure, even though the tape measure can literally say it's one and a half inches bigger than what you were at, but you don't look any different, your clothes don't fit any different, that's the conversation, that's the level of integrity that will either keep you lean or allow you to slowly, slowly slip out of, back out of control because that's one thing about this protocol. Because you lose inches evenly around your body, and, it, and you shrink evenly that you can gain 10, 15, in, in some cases 20 pounds, and your clothes still fit. And you, and you kind of go, well, my clothes fit. So I, I'm in my – I bought all new clothes, and they still fit. And they may be a little snug, but, you know, they stretch out. They still fit. You can have all these conversations. But you know the scale says that you are 20 pounds, and the, and the tape measure says you're two, two inches out, out of whack or three inches out of whack. And you're kind of like living that, that BS world that you're living in your head. 
And I, and the reason why I know that because I've been there. I've done that. I, I, I'm not lying to you. I, look, I've gained weight back that I don't that I didn't want, and I had to go back and dig in and, and do it again. I mean, I didn't get it down. I had to practice and practice and practice what I'm preaching now, and I'm still not perfect at it. I'm telling you, I'm still not perfect at it. I had to, you know, I knew that I was going to give myself a certain amount of room in, in Cancun and that we would come back in the safety of our own home and environment and get clean and lean up again. But it's still, you know what I'm saying, it's still a dangerous game you play because especially when you get old, older like us, we go, well, will you, will you be able to pull it off as easily? Will, will, it, will it come off as fast this time around, you know? So, I'm telling the truth. I mean, bottom line is that you're gonna, you can, your eyes can play tricks on you, or you can let yourself. The scale can, the scale can say a number, but you're still getting in your clothes, and you don't realize the impact of the slow growth of gaining weight until you get to a point where you go, I can't take it anymore. Some people stop at 20 pounds. Some people that limit is 10 pounds. Some people that limit is 50 pounds, and some people don't have a limit. But that's the sad part about it because when you have to do it over again, you're really pissed off that you allowed yourself to slip out of, out of whack. And the one thing that will guarantee you that you cannot lie to yourself about is a tape measure. If you are a, if you, you started a 40-inch waist, you get down to a 32, 33-inch waist, and you measure that, and we're not talking about gene size. We're talking about the tape measure when you put it around your waist says 32, okay, where it touches and you let it get to 34, but the pants still fit the same, and everything still fits the same, and it even looks almost the same in the mirror, just know that that's the dangerous game that you're playing that's going to take you back to where you came from. And that if you go, oh, my goodness, that's 34, what am I doing in my diet that's causing that? And you start checking, well, you know what, I'm eating out a little bit too much. You know, instead of once a week, which I did, or once every two weeks, what I was doing over the last six months where I maintained my weight, now I notice that we're eating out twice a week, um, and that's high-caloric food or high-sodium food or whatever the case may be. You can shift and make the change in your diet and actually get back on track. Being unconscious and not weighing yourself and not using a tape measure um, for the rest of your life um, could put you right back where you started from. So that is my conversation, and I'm leaving the lines for you guys. 36 minutes, hopefully that's enough. And I hope I brought my message home. So if you have a question, uh, if you've been here before, you know the drill. You press one on your phone, and that puts your hand up. And, uh, and, and, and that, that allows me to, in chronological order, as they come up, I will open the lines and ask your questions. State your name, where you're calling from, and your question. Uh, I'll try and answer it briefly and get on to the next one. Um, and don't be shy because it, it seems like it just happens every week or every show that we get down to the last three or four minutes and all of a sudden the freaking board lights up where people have questions and they run out of time. So as we have, 36 minutes is a long time. I mean, that's literally almost half a show on a normal show to do Q&A. So if you have a question, put your hand up now, and I'll, and I'll go ahead and call on you. So we've got a couple of hands up here, um, and that means the rest of you guys are being shy, or you don't have a question. But um, So the first caller who's on the air is going to be 843-467. You're on the air. Hello, 843-467. Oh, hello, can you hear me? I sure can. Um, hey, Colin. Uh, hey, Shannon. Um, I had a quick question. Um, something that you said earlier um, when you were talking, you said something about, like, with the ACG that, um, like, women like me, for for instance, I'm a pear shape. I'm smaller at top. I mean, smaller at top and 
bigger at the bottom. And I know this sounds weird, but when me and my friends, one of my friends was having a conversation today, and, you know, not to break race or anything, and I'm black and she's white. I'm, you know, 20, you know, 26, she's like 50-something. We're both on the ACG protocol, and we were showing each other pictures of how we want to look. Now, from mm-hmm. where I'm from, you know, and from my background, you know, a big butt and a small waist, you know, and big thighs are a good thing. Where she's from, you know, she wants to be a six-figure. So, you know, we were going back and forth with that. And I know you said that ACG reshapes your body, but what if someone like me who is pear-shaped and I want to kind of keep, like, a thick thighs and a big booty and a small waist, will the ACG completely take everything off of me? I love it. I know it sounds weird. No, 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 it doesn't because I get the question all this. I I get this question from all my sisters out there. Are you kidding me? I get it all the time. (laughs) Okay, so you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, this is an ethnic thing, and and that you know, um, being sick and having a, a nice nice size behind and it is a, is yes. a positive thing. And it's actually obviously <laughs> it's transforming into the into not only the, the black community because obviously you have the Kim Kardashians in the world, and you know, and and yeah. I, I mean, and everybody wants a big butt at some at some point all all of a sudden. But this is the thing: it's going to take you to your natural body figure. You know, whereas it doesn't take away what you what God gave you; it just takes it back okay. to the size it's supposed to be. So if you are Round, you know, if you have a, if you have a round behind and you have, you know, you had a small waist and that just kind of expands over time, then it's going to take you back and leave you with the shape that you began with. And so there's no, there's, I mean, reshaping of the body, it's just basically reshaping it back to where it's supposed to be. It's not changing your shape into somebody else who you're not. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, Something. So if you have a round butt, I don't care if you have a, if you're if you end up getting down to you know 120 pounds, you're gonna have a round butt. I mean that's just how it is. Um, you know you know very you, you you lose your butt if you lose the muscle in it and you decide it atrophies. It may sag a little bit, but we're talking about as far as natural figure, uh, which is a, which is a great question. I mean because this is all the sisters out there are gonna thank you for this question. Um, yeah. Bottom line is. That, <laughs> If you, you know you're not you're not going to lose your 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 jiggly parts or whatever they call it. I don't know what the, one of the talk show hosts said. I don't want to lose my jiggly parts. You know, so wherever you wherever you got it good, it's just going to it's going to stay good. It's just going to go down to its natural inches where your natural hip size is supposed to be and your natural thigh size is supposed to be, and that's why the body shrinks evenly. So just think of yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and just think of yourself shrinking evenly. So everything's in the same proportion. It's just a lot less of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, Visually, yeah, and you said just smaller. Uh huh. But, but you said like um like if you already have a bubble butt, like when I was smaller, I noticed that my butt was more rounder. But now that I'm bigger and it's a lot more fat, I don't know if this makes sense. But you know, like some women when we're bigger, we have like this big old piece of fat meat, like like like, like on top of our butt. It's not even yeah. attached to our butt. Do you know what that is, or? Does that go it's away? It's, I guess it's called it. It's fat. It's fat. Think about oh, okay. it. Think about <laughs> think about HCG as the Pac-Man of fat. All it okay, does is okay. body and 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 look for fat to the to liquefy and devour and for you to use as as your energy source. So if you're carrying a lot of fat in your rear end and uh, mm-hmm. fat in your breast and fat in your thighs. That was, those are all going to shrink. So I hate to break it to you that if you have really big boobs and you got and and that is a, the, the largest portion I think of fat that where women carry it, you will notice that they will get smaller. I mean because they, you're losing fat cells there as well. But um, it's evenly, so you still look 
like in the same proportion. You still look like you have big boobs because the rest of your body is smaller too. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And they're, that's the smallest part of my body, like the upper top. So I know that probably will be the last to go. Like I said, it's my booty and my stomach and my thigh. That's the biggest part. Like I said, like I'm tear shaped, so I know that probably uh-huh. will go first. Yeah, good question, though. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, next caller on the air. You are 404-452. You're on the air. Hey, it's Lolita. How are you? Good, Lolita. How are you? You have a radio voice. <laughs> well, I actually have my own uh, show on blog talk, but I kind of reached out to you um, a couple days ago about your show if you needed some help. But I wanted um, to add some tidbits to that because I um, – you know, I used to train, and I am a former ACG client, and uh, um, I just think adding a BMI calculator, if someone cannot measure themselves, that's been my best friend, the BMI calculator. The BMI yeah, calculator, yeah. you know how yeah. you have your hands grip. Um, if yeah. you don't have measurements or anything, um, you know, I lost 10 pounds and lost 5% body fat. So, you know, it's, it is definitely about the inches, and it's definitely not about the – how much pounds you lose. Right. And also, um, truly um, doing meditation in the morning. A lot of people don't really understand that um, weight loss actually starts internally in so many ways, in so many things that can offer you as far as like really letting go a lot of things in your life. Because you and I know that weight is a lot of um, a reflection of how our life is, of holding on. So just truly taking this time to do a really deep soul-searching meditation to help you be grounded and balanced will definitely get you to the at least 40 days if you're going to the injections. And that's been one thing that I noticed that I did different on my second round, which was much better, and you didn't feel hungry because you were so balanced. Amen. Yeah. Best comment of, best comment of the night, guys. That I can't tell you how much I agree with her. Yeah. Meditation is absolutely key because this is an yeah. emotional journey. This is not a weight loss journey. And if your emotions is what got you here and if you stay balanced, um right. having your emotions in check will take you to where you gotta go. Excellent, excellent, excellent point. Thank you for that. One more one more point and to yes. the last call I just called. It's not about having your best assets, you have to look at this journey as being the most healthiest you can be. And just knowing that as long as you're healthy, you are really, truly beautiful inside. There's no stereotypes of whatever race. I'm from India. I have mm-hmm. everything that everyone else has. But it's about truly being healthy and living a healthy life, just knowing that that's what makes you beautiful and not, you know, comparing it to what everyone else has because that's not healthy. You truly need to be healthier for you to live a long life and a balanced life and not compare yourself to anybody else. Great point. Great point. That's it. It's a great show. I love your show. Thank Thank you you for doing this for others because I think people need to do um, do that. I did this journey on my own, and, and, um, you know, it's good to have people, you know, like you to promote this and give advice because there's a lot of people – that are not aware, and, you know, whoever's on this, really, you guys can take this to the next level. If you truly want, don't be scared of those weights and just do it because it does work. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. You're that welcome, was great. honey. Have a great Thank night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank You're you. Welcome. All righty. Uh, that was great, guys. And that was, that was, I mean, so far, I mean, thank you guys getting some really, really great uh 
information um, on this call. It's great. Okay, next caller on. Now, if you add, if you get if the question has been answered, do me a favor and put your hit one again. Put your hand down because as the caller shift around here, it's kind of hard for me to tell if I called on you or not. So I don't want to lose anybody's order. So please put your hand plus one again. Put your hand down. That way we know. Okay. So next one in line is two five one six four eight. You're on the air. You're driving. Yes. Hey, how you doing, man? This is uh, Robert. I talked to you a couple hours earlier. Hey, Robert. Uh, What's up, brother? Oh. I turned on your show, and uh, I, I like a lot of the things you had to say in your college as well. Um, I, my question was about um, measurements and everything. I don't know if I heard anything about, like, uh, body fat monitors when you're losing weight. Because what I normally do now is uh, I use a combination of the scale and a body fat monitor to kind of, like, give me an idea as if I'm actually losing body fat and not, like, uh you know, just water weight or um, muscle, or whatever. And uh, do, do you right. recommend those um, when, when you're uh, yes. on this protocol? Yes, and, and I'm going to answer this question because people want to know, you know, what's the best body fat, this, that, and the other thing. Body fat, any body fat, even if you take a body fat calculator off of the Internet, this is all about data, guys. It doesn't matter if it's accurate or not, if the number is, if the actual number is done, because really the most most accurate way is either, you know, the dunk test where you put your water in, the, you know, basically in the weightless water tank and you get your body, body mass index or you get or use calipers. Uh, which are the most difficult. You need somebody else to do that for you. And then you have they have these you know electronic things, and they have the scale that gives you numbers. But those numbers can be you know all over the place. So it doesn't matter what the number says if you use it from the very beginning, just like the tape measure and the scale, and you use a body a body um, fat um, calculation system. If you just use the same exact um, system throughout the whole protocol, it's going to give you accurate numbers of how much body fat you're losing. So it's not about the, what system you use. It's about using the same data in, data out throughout the whole protocol. It's just like, it's just like using your scale versus going to the doctor and trying to do your daily weight. Um, so great question, about, great question, Robert, about um, using your body fat because body fat is, is probably the most accurate um, barometer really of how much weight you how much weight you've really lost and how much weight you have left to lose and that comes in that comes into uh, into really comes into the factor with my clients that are that are athletes that are that are trying to get down to the leanest body fat percentage that they want they need to do, to either do a fitness competition or what have you and they're telling me they need to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds left to get to their goal weight and I'm like going how do you know that do you know what your body fat is you need to know that first because your body fat is going to tell you exactly how much fat you have, how much actual fat, structural fat, um, visceral fat, and actual body fat you have left to actually lose. And, and the number may be much less than what you think it is or much more than what you think it is. So, yes, that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah, so you and, and, any and one of those. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that, that, that was the um, whole thing with me. I, I have kind of an athletic body, you know, aside from the extra fat I added on. But um, last time I checked, my lean body mass was around, like, 190. I'm 5'10". And uh, right now I'm around uh, 238 or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. my my main goal was to like uh, maintain as much muscle. And that was kind of like the only other question I had. Uh, when you're like uh, losing this uh, body fat, um, are you losing much muscle or any muscle at all when you're like on the protocol? Um, um, or that's a good question. I mean, the, one of the major claims of the HCG protocol, which makes it, I think, the best protocol on the on the planet, because it does it does go after only body fat and not muscle. Now, to say you will not lose any muscle 
along the way. I don't think I don't think it's really possible not to lose some muscle, but the percentage yeah, of muscle yeah. is so low that I mean, literally, the I would say that you're losing ninety percent body fat and maybe even ten percent of that total weight. Not even that. I won't say ninety five percent body fat. Well, that's five percent of that. Five percent of yeah. that muscle uh, overall, and, and 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 that's if you're not training at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy you're gonna hear that says don't train. I'm the guy that says train <laughs> and and try yeah. to build as much muscle as you possibly can, especially while you have ACG in your system that it's kind of giving you a kind of giving you a boost in uh, testosterone for men and women to help you build muscle while you're on the protocol. So um, to offset that. So, but yeah, this this diet this uh, protocol actually goes after it, it circulates abnormal fat into the bloodstream for you to access as fuel, and that's why you're able to lose. Uh, dramatic pounds and inches in that task because you're it's basically releasing thirty, you know, three thousand calories of fat into your bloodstream. You're burning your natural body mass burns up probably two thousand, depending on what how much you weigh and how tall you are or more. So if it takes basically thirty five hundred calories of fat to lose a pound, you can see why this this, this protocol can produce a pound a day in, in body fat loss. Oh yeah, it's mathematically yeah, math, 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 makes sense. Yeah. Well, and the, and the reason I asked that was because, you know, normally with these other diets, like the fat diets, uh, my problem was uh, I would lose a lot of weight. Um, I could lose, like, up to five pounds a week. Um, but the problem was I was losing, it was like uh, almost like 50-50, you know. I was losing just right. as much muscle as fat. Right. And, I, you know, this, this size, this uh, appearance I have at, at this weight right here, you know, when I got down to what I thought was my ideal weight, I mean, that was fine, and I was uh, skinnier, but, you know, I was looking like a, you know, pretty much right. a smaller version of the fat guy. I, and I, I was expecting them to be all ripped and everything like that. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, like, losing, like, 10% like muscle or, like, anything less than 50-50, that, that's good for me. So that, that's yeah. all I want to ask. Uh, no, that's a great that's, question, Robert. Thank you. That's a great question. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. I want to elaborate on that a little bit before we go to the next call, only the fact that he, he – he, he, uh, Step on um, I touched on something very important. I'm trying to get your mic off here. I don't know why it's not going off here. Let me see. Off. All right, there you go. Um, because of the fact that people don't realize that that how much um, muscle weighs, and that when you're looking at the scale, like we're talking, it kind of t- chimes in with this subject. When you're looking at the scale on a conventional diet, and you can say, "Well, I've lost this this amount of weight." This is one of the reasons why I tell you, if you if you think oh, I'm crazy, just look at the before. Go to go to these HCG sites. Look at the homeopathic HCG sites. And I know the homeopathic people are going to curse me out. There's probably something you hear to tell me I'm crazy and I'm bad mouthing a great product or what have you. I personally don't think it works, and that's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it. But I'm telling you, if you just look at the before and after pictures. Look at the difference, in the, and and look at look at the muscle mass of the people you're looking at. They are thinner. They have definitely lost weight. But exactly what Robert said, a thinner version of who you are. It's like, okay, do you want to be a meat suit or do you want to be lean and sexy? I don't know. That's that's the question because you can lose weight and you can lose pounds, and but you, if you're losing muscle, that, that on the scale it looks more dramatic than it really is because losing a pound of muscle comes out on the scale looking like three pounds of fat. You know, it's compared in comparative as far as weight's concerned. So what he said was absolutely huge that it's all weight all weight loss is not created equal. And I have people that argue, well I've been on the homeopathic and I lost thirty pounds in you know, thirty three pounds in forty days. Great. Okay, but what was that weight what did that weight consist of? And unless you can show me evidence that you didn't lose any muscle and that was all fat, then I'll be the first person to step up and say, you know what, I was wrong. 
But I have not anybody been able to do that. I have one person that claims he that that claims, but he also is a, ma- a manufacturer and producer, and se- I mean a seller of massive eight, uh, homeopathic HCG. So I mean I don't know how how much I can take his word on that one. But most of the time, if you just look at the pictures, the evidence is there that if people look thinner, but they just they look soft and they just look there's no muscle tone or muscle mass anywhere on their body then a good chance that they lost a great deal of that weight was muscle, which has to come back at some point, which means the weight has to come back at some point. So great uh, point, Robert. Thank you. Next caller, 323-841. You're on the air. You kind of hit on my question with, with, with all these different sites out here. How do you know that you're getting real H? Well, that's an easy question. If you don't have, if you don't get it in a little powder vial or, or even liquid vial, in some cases, um, that's a little vial that says human chorionic gonadotropin or five thousand IU's or ten thousand or two thousand IU's, and you have to mix it yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to mix, if you don't have to mix it yourself, put it this way, nobody can send you in the mail or sell you a pre-mixed bottle of HCG unless you're a doctor. Um, and sell it to you over the counter. Can't be done. It's a, it's a pharmaceutical drug, and they would be considered drug dealing. Okay, so unless you're getting an actual pharmaceutical grade HCG that comes in either, and 90% of the time it'll come in a powder form, in a little teeny sealed bottle that you can't access unless you put a syringe in it, and or sometimes it comes in a pre-mixed uh, liquid form, which means it's been it's got a, a preservative dilutant that's been put in it to preserve it. Um, so that's how you know you're getting a real ACG. So if you see a bottle with a spray top on it or a dropper and it's got the initial ACG on it and they're packaged uh-huh. up and they're sending it to you, that's not real ACG. Okay. Does that make Thank sense? you. Yes, it does. I think it's a great question. You guys have got great questions. Great question. All right. And I'm waiting for the HP homeopathic people to come and take my head off, but that's okay because I stand by my opinion. I don't know if you ever watched that law show. Um, what is it? Uh, um, the Good Wife, and that one that one judge always makes you makes the attorney say, "In my opinion," and that's, that's what I'm thinking of when I say that. Anyway, caller four zero seven two two seven. You're on the air. Yes, hi, Colin. It's Lori. Hi, Lori. Hey, I have a question for you. I'm on my second round because, um, kind of, in the midst of what you're talking about tonight, um, my first round. I got down, but but I thought, you know, is it really the body that I'm thrilled with? And, you know, my answer was, I think I could do better. So um, I'm into a second round. The interesting thing that's happened, um, you know, I took the six weeks off and stabilized Mm -hmm. and started the second round, is towards the end of the stabilization and since I'm doing my second round, I'm getting a lot of, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, cracking at my lips. Um, the corners of my mouth. Yeah, in the corners of the mouth. And it's just not going away. And, it's, it, you know, it'll it'll get a little better and then it'll – but I've never experienced anything like that. And a lot of people say, well, you know, it's vitamin deficiency and stuff, you know. And there's so many critics and um, negative people with the HCG. I just hate, you know, <laughs> hearing that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like, mean, oh, it's that diet you're on. You know, and and I'm thinking I don't know what to think, and it's just it's really an odd thing. Okay, now and like I said, I 
be honest with you, that's that's a new one. Okay, so okay. definitely definitely a new one. But I like new ones because that gives me in my puts me in research mode. But let's just I mean let's just say how are you how are you taking the HG? Are you taking the drops or injections? Injections. injections. Are you are you using B12 or no B12? Oh yes, you know my first round I didn't, mm-hmm. and and some days to even walk it was an effort. You know, it's uh-huh. kind of what you said about your wife. I I uh-huh. I so got that. And this round I'm doing the B12, and what a difference. Great. Now, this is something that you may want to check into because I would check. Are you, are you doing the, the dose that I recommend? What dose are you taking every 200, day? 200. 200 I used. 200 I used. So you're doing 20, adding 20 to your um, syringe, which is really a decent well, amount no, of flow. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The HCV is 200, and then I, I add another four of the 40. B12. All right. So it's, you're doing 400 I used. One of the things that, that I've come across, and it could just be you're experiencing a different way, but I found that, uh, and it's really only been women for some reason, I don't know why, but maybe they don't want to tell me, tell me about it, but there's been certain kind of reactions to having too much B12 build up in the body. Some women have gotten experienced rash, a rash where they broke out on their face. Um, I'm just wondering, and like I said, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but I'm just doing my process of elimination. If, if everything else you're doing, a second round, your second round, you're eating the same way, you're eating the, all, the, all the right foods, and you're taking in all the right water, um, yeah. the only thing that I can see that you've added new is the B12. That's correct. And it may be that your body has a sensitivity that you may not need as much as you're taking. So I would, I would my, my experiment would be, this is how I would deal with it, it was me. I would say I'm going to cut it back to um, either every other day taking that same dose or cutting the dose to 200 I use and seeing if you start seeing your, your, your lips or whatever start to, to heal or you don't okay. get, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. to me, the, the one thing I have noticed that B12 has bring out about a lot of positive factors to it, but there are some people that, um, they have a sensitivity to it, and that it, it reacts in different ways in the body, either by a rash or, or you know, they get you know they get itching, or or something. So your your manifestation may be the thing going on with your lips. So I would cut it. I either cut it out for three days and see if you automatically start to see something going on. Because really, I mean, I do, I, I take small dose every day to keep the levels up, but you really don't need to have it that frequently. You could have it every other day. Um, I mean, okay. people, I remember doctors only gave people uh, one shot a week of B12, you know, back in the day. So, right. uh, huh? Well, just because they, they didn't want to think they had to, they wanted to come back every week and get a shot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just say that some people don't need as much. You may not need as much. Uh, you may have enough B12, B in your natural B in you, so you may be overcompensating for it. It's just my opinion. Okay. So I would just back it off, either stop it completely and see how you feel, or back it off gradually and see which one works. So you may not, if you're feeling great, you may not want to just cut it and go, okay, well, I don't want, I don't want to feel less than great. Um, so I would think let's cut the dose first, uh, the 200 I use, or go to 400 every other day, which comes out to be the same thing really, and see what happens. Okay, and well, the only other thing I did add this round, but they were they were splitting before that, um, was the lamamine. The laminin? Yeah, the laminin. Yeah. Laminin? Yeah. Um, definitely don't think it's the laminin. Yeah. yeah. And and I I do have a question about that. I mean, I I um, got it because you you really felt like it would help um, the protocol. But would you mind explaining a little bit more of, of exactly what it does? It does a lot of things, but I can tell you, uh-huh. I can tell you what my my biggest attraction was as far as this protocol is concerned. Okay. Um, 
it is, and that was the 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 major reduction in cortisol levels that it produced. I mean, it produces all kinds of things, you know, mental clarity, uh, improved sex drive, improved alertness, all this other great stuff. Um, but I look at things as how is it going to help people get to their goal. That's how I look at supplements or, or any product or you know or services that can go on with this protocol. What I loved about the lamin, which was personally the reason why it resonated with me personally. Because I got my blood, when I get my blood work done, I always have everything checked. And one of the things that my doctor pointed out to me that my cortisol level, which is your stress hormone, was right. very high. Um, oh, what happens oh. when you're in the body, when your cortisol levels are high, your body actually um, forces it to secrete insulin. It actually creates more fat cells. And it actually contradicts with everything you're trying to do. You're trying to diet, but your stress level is actually producing more fat cells in the body. Um, because the laminin, one of the major things it did, it, it basically can cut your cortisol levels by 50%. That meant that it would help us naturally um, um, handle our stress better, reduce our stress level, or at least reju- reduce the reaction of the stress in our body, which means we reduce the fat cells, and they're finding that it actually explodes fat cells. So wow. that's why I recommended it, because of the fact that if you can, that's one thing about the meditation that was mentioned earlier. The reason, if all, anything we can do to reduce, reduce stress in our lives will actually reduce our waistline. People don't realize that, that that's where a lot, of our, a lot of our fat comes from is our body inability, it's inflammation. So our body in, in, inability to deal with stress, therefore it, it, it produces fat and, and other, and other uh, inflammatory things going on in the body. So that's why the laminate and I felt really strong about it. And I got to tell you that now it's been, um, when did we go? We went to Vegas, but JJ and I have been taking it now for a few months. I want to say now it's probably month three. Uh, and I got to tell you that, I'm, and I'm due for getting my, I was supposed to get my blood work done before I went to Cancun and I forgot. So I'm, I'm due to get it done this month. And I'm really looking, that, and I'm going to report this on the show, if my cortisol levels are dramatically down, which I think they are, because oh, I feel I feel fantastic. So yeah, that was one of the reasons why I I I really um, shared that laminin thing because of the fact that that is we don't realize as a species how much stress we're under. I think people I know that I have a very poor barometer when I'm under stress, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of us are overweight because we we just can't handle stress and our body produces fat. So um, this will help combat that in a very okay. quiet way. All right. Well, thank you for explaining that. Thanks, Lori. That's a great question. Thank you. All right, guys, we got uh, nine minutes, two callers, or maybe one caller left. So let's we, at least we won't run out of time, and that's that's good. So uh, the last one I have on the line right now is two zero three five one seven. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I had a quick question. I was just wondering because I am under the care of an endocrinologist, and yes. basically he suggested that I, you know get on the HCG, which I did, and I did it two times, and uh-huh. I was like 140, and I went down to 119. Wow. Uh, but the whole thing that I'm worried about getting it and, and staying on it and, and redoing it again is that it may thin out my hair. So I was wondering, do you know anything about that? Because I know in the pamphlet it reads that you may have some kind of hair loss but then mm-hmm. it'll, it'll regrow again. Great question. No, great question. And that was that that is a very common. Um, it's not very common, but it's, it's something that seems to happen more with women than men. Or men, I guess maybe as men we don't notice it, <laughs> but it happens more with women than men. And that was one of the things that they thought was being caused by the ATG protocol or ATG, and actually I believe they figured out it was because of, the, the, of, the, of basically the protein deficiency in the diet 
that because the diet required such small portions of protein um, that women were actually experiencing that thin hair. That's, that is one of the reasons why they actually brought the B12 into, a, into, into the protocol because it seemed to actually um, combat that problem. And actually, I know that since Jenny's on it, I mean, she, her hair has grown um, literally a lot faster, a lot longer. I mean, she had her, she cut her hair like two years ago, almost a year and a half ago, down to like two inches. Now it's down almost to the middle of her back, and she's been taking B12 since then. So um, that's even, one of the reasons even, why we implemented the B12 is, is to counteract there. Is she off it or no? No, she or still. She, we still take. We still take B12. We still take it even off, just as our normal. As we take it twice, three times a week as our normal part of our, our supplementation, if you will. Okay. Uh, but on protocol, she took it, and it's like, like you heard from the previous Lori, she said that the, it made a huge difference in her energy level as far as the protocol concerned. She didn't have any hair thinning. My wife's got such a thick head of hair, you wouldn't notice it if she did. But one of the things that, that in my research, because I got people asking about that, I started researching and researching what could be the cause, and it basically found out that it was because of the low protein. So that was one of the things that, that we addressed when we changed the protein portions in our protocol because the original protocol, it, was, it came out that the protein levels were too low. Was too low. So for some people who were hypersensitive to that, they would, right. they would start losing hair. So if you did, did you have any hair loss issues the first two times? Well, I, I did. I had hair loss when I was about 32. I'm 37, and actually, I have a thyroid issue, mm-hmm. and so I lost a lot of my hair. And I, you know, I'm to a point where I can't lose anymore. So that's why I'm kind of wary if I should go back on it. And oh, yeah, but, did you lose any while you were on the protocol? The last the two just, times you just, did it, just a little bit, just a little bit. But I, I actually regrew my hair. <laughs> Right. You know, like, because the endocrinologist, right. he actually has vitamins there, too, and he, mm-hmm. you know, suggested that I take vitamins, and um, so I did, and basically it's, you know, I can't afford to lose any more. You know, I can get away with it now, you know, by putting it in a ponytail or just gotcha. doing something else, but besides that, you know, I'm, I may want to try the B12 because I don't know where I can purchase that. Well, you can get B12. I mean, we have it on our website, but I also give you a, a link where you can buy B12 in, in larger bottles. I mean, like I said, my thing is, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'll tell you where to get it because uh, it's it's not, it's not. Uh, I don't think it should, should be a, a, not a blood, but I'll tell you guys right now, if you go to a, you either go to our website, you can get the small ampules, but if you, if you want, you know, with your, you can get small ampules with your kit, but yet, really, if you want to get like a bottle of it, like a 10 milliliter bottle of it, um, you can get, you can go to a website called b 12 shot b12-shot.com. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever. They're out of Canada, but that's just where I buy my stuff from, um, okay. you know, in, in the bottles. So it, that's because we, we use it all year round. So if you want... capsule um, or injection? No, 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 no. This is inject, injectable B12. Because otherwise, the, the, you don't get the same effect than from um, sublingual B12 that you do injectable B12. So I think if you do that and you also increase your pro, your protein portions... Um, okay. I don't, like I said, I don't know if you follow the original Simeon's protocol the last couple of times, but I, mm-hmm. I highly recommend if you go to our website, there's a protein chart under protein chart, which is a okay. free chart. It, it is our protein recommendations for every available protein that's on the protocol. Uh, we basically made it that you're getting the right amount of protein no matter what protein you choose. It's not three and a half ounces of everything because no, no, not all proteins are created equal. So having right. three and a half ounces of steak doesn't make any sense to have three and a half ounces of chicken or three and a half ounces of fish. There's no way you're getting the same amount of protein. That's what my problem was with the original protocol, that you're actually on a 350, 
350 to 375 calorie diet versus a 500 calorie diet. 500 is low enough. 375 is starvation, and that's what's going to cause your hair loss. So I just, increase I, your I know, protein, and you'll be good. I know you're, pre- you know you're about to end the show, but I just wanted to know how many times would you suggest a person to get on HCG? Is this like your second or third time, or are you getting on it every year or once a year? Or, you know, is this your uh, first I, uh, time? Oh no, I mean I did it. The, you know, first time, two times the first, the very first year, three, four years ago. I've done it, and I did it again when I wrote my book. And I got to tell you that probably it once a year. I got to think honestly. I think probably once a year, I probably do a twenty-three day phase, um, just to stay lean and and kind of. It's usually it's usually my pre-vacation protocol that I I lose weight before I go on vacation. <laughs> so I end up I end up back at my you know whatever my walking around the weight. But I got to tell you that you know. I, you know, it's like I use it as a cleanse. I mean, would you, would you recommend a cleanse once a year? Sure. I mean, I think that, you know, if you stay within your, within, you know, 10 pounds of your end weight, your ideal weight, and you want to get it off quick, then, then, you know, doing a protocol once, once a year is not a big deal. Um, you know, it, do I recommend people doing it every other month? No, because it's just not, that's not, that's not living, you're not living a lifestyle. You're, you're dieting 24 seven and that's not, right, that's right. not. That's not living. Um, but I, I recommend people that so far I haven't found any reason that you do it until you get it right, until you get to where you want to go, but don't use it as a yo-yo diet. In other words, don't lose weight just to gain weight back again to lose weight because you know you can lose it. That actually damages your body more than you think. Um, and what happens is that this protocol is, was meant to reset your hypothalamus and give you balance back in your body. And if you use it as a yo-yo diet, you're going to basically keep your body out of balance and you're going to constantly be in this cycle of losing weight and gaining weight. So, you know, be sensible, get to where you're supposed to go, tr- change your eating habits, and, and, uh, and you'll, and you'll keep maintain long-term um, weight loss. And i got to tell you, we've got two minutes left, so thank you so much for your you. message, your, your question. Um, but I'm going to let you know that we're, we're, we're still um, – let me close these mics here. We're still uh, – right now, Jenny and myself and my daughter, we're all we're, – we're, we're, Trying, we're trying new things right now to see if there's a way that we can actually give people an easier phase three, phase three and phase four that that matches more to real life. Because I think this is one of the problems that people are people are losing their weight without a problem, keeping the weight off because they can't. You know, they like knowing what's what's being told to eat every day. I mean, that's that's the easy part. Once you get back to life, it's like how do you navigate the real world? So we're actually testing something that I'm really excited about. If it works out, it probably will be our our, our new book and and a, and, a, and a, I would say a, another way to go about the protocol that will allow you to actually actually. Uh, live life a little bit more normally and still maintain long-term weight loss. And this is combining some of the best um, uh, fat loss trainings from some of the biggest experts out there and, and trying them, see how they will work with this protocol. So that's to come, but it, but if it does work the way we think it is, I think people are going to have a lot easier time um, not having to redo this protocol over and over again. Like I said, I'm the only guy in, on the planet that says I don't want repeat, repeat customers. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't want you yo-yo diet. I don't want you coming in and, and dieting, you know, buying stuff to, to protocol every three months. That's not my goal. My goal is you to get the body of your life for your life and then pay it forward. And I got to check out, guys, now. We got 20 seconds left, so I love you a bunch. You guys had great questions. Thanks for being here. Remember to share the love. Share it on Facebook. If you go to the podcast, share it on Twitter or Facebook. Make sure other people can get this message, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care.